Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. When you think of Christmas movies, movies with elves and Santa and a Christmas carol come to mind. But over the last 10 to 15 years, we've been getting a lot of movies about Krampus. But is there one that stands above all the rest? Welcome in, welcome in, everybody, where I, your host, Rob, the Red-Nosed Reindeer, is going to lead you through this horror movie review with my co-host, first of all, Jingle Bells Jesse. What's going on? What's up? And Dave. Hello. You don't get a fun name. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we're going to start. We watched the movie Krampus from 2015. Um, Luckily, we got there because as I was sending this movie out, Jesse actually found every other Krampus movie there was in the world before he found this one. There's a million Krampus movies that have come out in the last like 10 years, in fairness. Whether it's a solo Krampus movie, there's a couple horror Christmas anthologies that have Krampus within those as well. I've seen Krampus versus Santa. It's just Krampus, Krampus, Krampus. There's so many Krampus. But for this particular movie, Dave, can you hit us? with our synopsis. While the holiday season represents the most magical time of year, ancient European folklore warns of Krampus, a horned beast who punishes naughty children at Christmas time. When dysfunctional family squabbling causes young Max to lose his festive spirit, it unleashes the wrath of the fearsome demon. As Krampus lays siege to the Engelholm, mom, pop, sister, and brother must band together to save one another from a monstrous fate. So, This movie answers the age-old question, what if National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was also a horror movie? (laughs) (laughs) We were all wondering, honestly. Yeah, and uh, the the answer to that question is it would be fucking awesome because this movie kicked ass. (laughs) I love this movie. I haven't seen many of the other Krampus movies. I've seen a few of them uh, or a couple of them, but what I do know about all the other Krampus Christmas movies is if you combine all of their crowd ratings all together it still doesn't equal 10 (laughs) (laughs) and that's like 100 movies so (laughs) yeah exactly uh they're usually bad but this one i thought was really well done it was it was a good cast we had uh adam scott who's good he's funny and tony collette who's i think super underrated she's i mean obviously she gets recognition for her role in The Sixth Sense and more recently Hereditary, but I think she should have won an Oscar for her role in Hereditary. And she was good in this. So this was a a well done movie. It was obviously, maybe not obviously comedy because it, uh, it started out, it started out, I thought it was gonna be more comedy than horror with that opening scene with what looked like it might be Black Christmas, Black Friday. And then it kind of took on a more serious, but definitely campy feel to it. Uh, it was well written. It was definitely well acted for the most part. And uh, it was a ton of fun. This movie was very fun. It was a lot of fun. So this was kind of like the, almost the part two that we're all waiting for, for of trick or treat where you had the same director and the same kind of feel where they tried to hit a lot of these like Christmas traditions. And it definitely felt like a lampoon movie where you had 
it was just a traditional Christmas movie, right? Could have been a Hallmark movie where you had the cousins came over and sorry, my dog's going to tear apart my office and gallop on out of here. But <laughs> you had all those kind of feelings. You had the, the stupid family members, you had the insufferable uncle, you had the fighting amongst the kids. You had all these sorts of things that other Christmas movies are also going to have. And then you got your nice trick or treat twist where it kind of twisted into more of a messed up movie. And this one, instead of being an anthology movie like Trick or Treat was, it followed one storyline, which was pretty cool. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I was like, damn, this movie is not good, but I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. And it was it was fun. I had a fun time watching it. Yeah, I think I think the characters are important to hit on because it is the cross of all these movies that we've brought up. National Lampoons, it really feels like it's like Cousin Eddie coming over. But I think they did it perfectly where these characters are over the top but they're not like monumentally over the top, right? Where it's that whole, they're a little, they're a little past what we would see from like a real person for the most part, but not too far over that line, I would say. So they're still relatable to it, to a degree, as opposed to like cousin Eddie was just like, so out there. Yes. Right. Like he's just so out there where the uncle in this one is a little over the top, but not crazy over the top, I don't think. And I think the kids, like they, they were what they were, and they you had the cousin problems and all the other stuff and all the the hallmark s stuff that Jesse's bringing up. But I think that added to the movie because then you get the horror twist to it. And my, I have a few concern, like a, concerns. I have a few issues with the movie, but they're very minimal. Going to your point about the comedy thing, I thought they try to go. They, they just try to middle it a little too much. They either try to go comedy in certain elements where I'm like, maybe they should have leaned horror a little more here. Sound effects were like, my biggest problem with this movie were like comedy sound effects, like just over the top, like slip noises and mm. stuff like that and crash and bang noises where it's like, it doesn't need that. We're not doing that. Like you're, you're telling a good enough story. I thought some of the sound effects we're like the most egregious part of this entire movie for me personally. I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but there, there was like a slip and fall sound, like in the middle of one of the big battles. And it was just like, eh, I could have done without some of that. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't pick up on the sound effect thing, but now that you've mentioned it, I, I do kind of know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But first of all, the, the issue that I had with this movie, and this is one of my only issues is there didn't seem like enough urgency when the kids were getting yeah. taken. Yeah. It just didn't feel, I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel real at all. Like they ran back to the house and now they're like trying to start the fire while the daughter's missing in a blizzard and they heard her screaming mm -hmm. and then ran home. It's like, I don't, I don't see it. They're like, well, we got to just wait till the storm's over. Then we'll go find her. It's like, what do you, that's not that nobody would act like that. Absolutely nobody. It made no sense. Uh, that was my major concern with the movie. I did mostly like this movie. I liked this movie a lot and mm. I thought it was fun. And it's, it, it did kind of seem like they weren't sure if they wanted to be horror comedy or not, but then you get the gingerbread men. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> all right, I guess this is horror comedy. Yeah, yeah. The gingerbread men were some of the only CGI that they really used in this movie. For the most part, the majority of this movie was practical effects. And I like that in the movie. And a lot of the costumes were cool. It was just fun. It was a fun ride. It's not a scary movie per se. It would probably be scary if you tried to show this movie to your kids, depending yes. on how young your kids are. So yeah, 
while it has that Christmas message of, you know, don't become that non-believer and don't break your Christmas traditions. It was all about keeping your Christmas traditions. And it was, it was weird because you had the cousins and you had the bad guys in this movie that they, they weren't believers. And that was kind of where you thought, you thought Christmas was going to show up because the cousins were being mean and they were bullying and they weren't believers and they were making fun of Max in the movie for still believing in Santa Claus and all this kind of stuff. But really the moment that Krampus was summoned to this house was because Max ripped up his Christmas note to Santa and he wished it all away. And that was the bringing out of Krampus. So it was all on Max. It was Max's fault. And it was up to Max to break this curse to save his family. And the movie was all about sacrifice. So if you notice each death in this movie, the person was sacrificed or giving themselves up. And that was what it all was based around. And once you get towards the end of the movie, Max had to make the decision to sacrifice himself to try to save his family. So it was sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. You notice that with a lot of the deaths where they're like, they give themselves up and they get sucked into the ground. And that was, that was the whole idea around it. And in the end, you got a nice horror movie ending, which we'll get into in a little bit, but the, it, it all revolved around that storyline. Yeah. I want to, I want to go back to you bringing up some of the, the costume designs on this movie. And I thought they really hit a home run with most of them. Mm-hmm. I thought some of these were terrifying and I actually thought of it from the perspective of watching this, if I was seven or eight or nine years old. And although it didn't scare me as an adult, I can tell you right now that that Jack in the box and that angel specifically, Mm -hmm. those two things would have given me nightmares as a child. Oh, those things great. The Jack in the box was so good. So, so good. And the introduction to him made sense as well. So you get the UPS delivery. It wasn't UPS. I think it was, DHL. Oh, yeah. EHL. They had they had referenced UPS U, UPS though, because they're like those ones didn't come from me. And it was a big Santa bag. And yeah. in the Santa bag held all of these demented evil toys. And they had accepted it into the house. And you gotta kind of feel that that's kind of what the ground rules are is mm-hmm. if you bring it into the house, then all of a sudden they're gonna wreak terror on you. Yeah. Um, so the the co- the the character designs were all pretty well done. The gingerbread band, yes, comedy, but they were fun. Yeah. The only miss of all the character designs for me was the elves that came in when the elves came in. I'm like, these character designs, they look like they put paper mache on like some people. And that was it. Did not care for the elves too much. And I thought they were kind of cool, but they, I wouldn't look at them and be like, Oh, those are elves. They didn't have any elf kind of feature. They looked more like, like trolls maybe, Mm. or just yeah i thought i thought the i wasn't crazy about the elves i did like i thought krampus was terrifying in this i would have liked a little bit more facial movement out of him though because it did just look like a big dumb mask but the mask was scary as fuck yeah i would have liked more krampus i know we usually say we don't want more monster but we're doing a movie about krampus and i felt like he just wasn't really in it enough i disagree i think it was the perfect amount because you had that kind of intro death scene with the sister where you have Krampus hopping from roof to roof. Mm -hmm. And then you have all of his minions kind of doing his work for him. And then you get your big reveal towards the end. And the, the other thing that I loved was Omi, the the grandmother who seemed like she, she knew everything. Obviously she had a backstory with this whole thing. I loved the cut scene where it went back and told her story with the Mm -hmm. animated 
scene there. I, it was so cool. I'm like, I would have watched the entire movie if it was this. Yeah. I mean, I, watched, I did watch the entire movie, but I, I would have loved the movie with that kind of animation. It was just so cool. And it was an exposition dump that didn't feel like an exposition dump. It was fine. It was just telling the backstory. So you get these in a lot of these movies, especially bad horror movies where they give you an expedition dump in exposition dump. And you're like, thanks. I didn't need that. And yeah. also, this is stupid. This yeah, one, no, yeah. this was great. This, yeah. this was really, really well done. You wanted to hear it to your point, Jesse, like you wanted the story. Whereas you just usually like, why? Of course, no one talks like this, but it like, it was organic to the story. It was perfect for her to tell the story at that point in time. That, that animation was awesome. The character was really well done too. The the grandmother, this right? Was, yeah, this movie was an, was an absolute blast. There wasn't a single part of this movie where I was like, eh, didn't really need this or oh, this is kind of boring or didn't really drag anywhere. Mm -hmm. It just kept, it just kept the pace the whole time. It was uh, 97 minutes long, I think, which was perfect. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely perfect. perfect. The movies that I can go back right now, because I just had to watch other movies for another show. I had to watch The Fat Man with Mel Gibson, right? Yep. So it's it's this movie about him being Santa Claus and he's getting he's getting um hunted down by an assassin. And that movie sounds fun, right? Like it sounds mm. like we can have some fun with this movie. There was no fun in that movie. That movie just they did not lean into the fun aspect of it. It was this dark comedy that just missed on every single level. And it was weird because Mel Gibson actually made a pretty good Santa in that movie, but it was like subplots that made no sense. And then I watched Violent Night with D David Harbour. Yep. And, awesome. and it was amazing. Yeah. It was so much fun. Like, I was like, this is what that other movie should have been. And I think that's kind of the Krampus problem. I, I bring that up because I think a Krampus movie should be somewhat fun. Like you should have fun watching it because you're already watching like this ridiculous premise. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do a ridiculous premise, have fun with it. Like, and I think that they fully lean into the fun here. I think that they straddle the line pretty well. I wish they went a little more horror on a few different parts, but like I said, it's so nitpicky that I, I'm not even knocking the movie for that. The only thing I'm knocking it for in that respect is some of the sound effects. I just thought were a little too over the top. If you go back and watch the big battle scene, I promise you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, characters, I thought the characters were good. I thought we got arcs from a lot of the characters mm -hmm. on here, whether they were obnoxious or not. I thought some of them felt secondary. The sister that came for, for the thing, I thought she showed a lot of strength in this movie where you expected her to just be mostly a background character for a lot of it. She was actually pretty badass at one point. Where Which she was, one? There were two sisters that. Not Tony Collette. Tony Collette's sister. Oh, the, the um, old, yeah, 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 yeah. So you thought that she would just kind of be there to be there, but she actually was pretty badass at one point. So I think every my point being, almost every character in this movie got their time to shine for the most part. So I think they did a well job, a great job with the the cast in that respect. Absolutely, and casting Conchetta Farrell as Aunt Dorothy was perfect. She's yes. so good in this. Oh, she's yeah. great. She goes to teach the kids something, and she just teaches them how to make some sort of a what was it peppermint schnapps? Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Loved her character in this. But yeah, only was only was probably the strongest character in this. The grandmother, 
she was so well written. And then that final scene where you're like, you don't have to die here. That's where it started to make sense to me. I'm like, oh, she knows that she needs to actually sacrifice. And so does everyone else. And another thing I thought they did really well in this movie was creating that scene of they're isolated inside this house. And you start to realize that they're that they're already screwed. They're already in the snow globe, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what, what happens in the ending. You get your twisted ending where you think everything's okay for a minute. Then you realize, wait a second. Now they're just in this loop and it's not going to be okay. But you had her death was kind of the turning point where I started to realize what was actually going on here with the deaths in the movie. And she was just such a strong character. She didn't have to do much, but she was just that, that ominous old creepy grandma who knew some stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's a movie we all like. I think for me, we're going to get into scores, but it's one that I will revisit. This was my second time watching it. I'll revisit it again in the future. I don't know if it'll make my list as like a every year movie, but maybe every two. Is there anything else you guys wanted to hit on in this movie in particular? Um, I wanted to mention that it didn't need to be rated R and had a PG-13 rating. I personally would have liked an R rating on it and a little bit more blood and guts. I think that would have been fun. But uh, I understand why they didn't do it, and I don't think it hurt the movie. It's just me being... Right. Well, it is, it is tricky when the kids are the victims. And obviously we reviewed some movies recently where they had no problem making kids the victims, but this yeah. one, it's a Christmas movie. And I, I get why they, they yeah. shot for that. I mean, for this to be the only letdown for me is for this to be basically trick or treat two, or until we actually get trick or treat two, to, for this to be the second installment from this director that a lot of people were waiting a long time for. It wasn't, fantastic trick-or-treat was fantastic this was good and a lot of fun but it's not a perfect movie and okay, gets, well, the difference the difference is trick-or-treat had the gore yeah it, yeah true trick-or-treat was a, a better movie i mean we could bring up a thousand points on why it's better but it also it could have used that r rating and gotten the gore yeah. i don't know I, i'm kind of with dave on the pg-13 thing because maybe i wouldn't let a seven or eight year old watch this but I think that this would honestly be a fun horror movie to introduce, you know, a 12 or 13 year old to and, and like get into horror with this movie. Cause I don't think it's, I don't think it's overly gory and a tough watch. It's, I mean, obviously it's not saw, but I do think it's still a movie that if you showed a 12 or 13 year old, they'd probably be a little scared by this, right? Mm. Like if it's some, one of their first horror movies. So I think it's a great, introductory horror movie while still being scary i'm with you rob i think show this to your kids no matter how young they are get them to behave around christmas yeah i mean and then what you do is you get them a present with one of the krampus balls yeah so they get scared to death on christmas morning or you let them oh no here's what you do you let them open that present like oh i don't know who that one's from it just has your name on it johnny and then it's got the weird wrapping paper no, you let them no. open it up on the Christmas Eve and then go to bed. You go all out <laughs> Christmas Eve kids go to bed. You board up all the windows and doors in your house <laughs> <laughs> and then you all leave. <laughs> That's it. But you leave signs of a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Just, just <laughs> smash a few Something windows. Like that, yeah. Yeah. We're just tossing around some ideas. We're just brainstorming. <laughs> yeah i think that's the way to do it do we want to get into some scores for this movie we do 
Um, I can start. I, I'm pretty confident with my score. I like where I'm going to put this. Uh, I really like this movie. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, it'll probably make most Christmases for me for a movie that I watch in, in the Christmas season. Few things here or there that I didn't like. I'm going to give it a 4.3. And I think that's pretty fair for this particular movie. Dave, what do you got of that? I had it at a 4.1. I thought this was a, just a, such a fun movie. Uh, I feel like it could have been scarier. And personally, like I said, I, I, I wanted the R rating on it, but I don't think it hurt it at all. No points off. But this is how you end a fucking horror movie. Yes. It's like best yes. case scenario ending. They hit all of the points that I would want to hit, right? So you got the the climax, like the big crazy fight scene at the end, and then you think it's kind of going to go one direction, and then it doesn't really go the direction you you really think it's going to go, and and then you think you get a happy ending, right? It looks like oh, it's it's a happy ending, thank God. There's your relief, and then they twist it, and this was such a fucking good twist at the end, like such a good like oh, as you think it's a happy ending, no, it's not. They're in a snow globe in Krampus's basement, and I was like, this is so good. What a perfect horror movie ending. I absolutely love it. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I got this one out of four two. So right between wow. you guys, <laughs> same exact. Uh, I was gonna go four three, but I was like, I really got to make sure that Dave has to make a new graphic for each one of us. So <laughs> I'm gonna go four two on this one. Uh, I, I enjoyed it when I first started watching. I'm like, God damn it! If Rob gives me one more shitty Christmas movie to watch, oh. and then and then quickly it turned into because it started with the Black Friday thing. I'm like, every I feel like every Christmas movie starts with this, but then it was fine because I realized they're doing a lot of the things that all of the other Christmas movies do just to rope you in, and then it took a big turn. And I, I just had a lot of fun. I love the cast in this. I mean, see Adam scott as not like the bad guy comic you know in a comedy like he was in step brothers and a few mm -hmm. other movies as well and then uh the guy who played howard he's hilarious in everything he does Anchorman, all those kinds of movies. and um yeah like dave said tony collette was is actually I, I haven't seen anything that she's in that i didn't think she absolutely crushed it so like dave said underrated actress but yeah i liked it it was fun four two so that's going to do it for our review of the 2015 version of Krampus. If you liked that review, just wait for the next one that we got coming and the one after that, as we just kind of gave a little teaser of all Christmas season, we're going to be re reviewing Christmas horror movies and we're going to just keep it going. So thanks for coming out. <laughs> <laughs>